This isn't Grandma's radio show. We talk about slobber knocking fights. Ground and pound. Rear naked jokes. Plug your ears if you don't want to hear it. It's coming up next, another brand new episode of Sucker Radio. This is MMA fight music producer Mikey Ruckus, and you are listening to another edition of Sucker Radio with your host, Jeremy Brand. Be sure to catch all your mixed martial arts news and interviews and updates at www.mmasucker.com. I can't believe this could happen to me. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new edition of Sucker Radio here on MMASucker.com, as well as LastWordOnSports.com. <sighs> Feels good to be back in this chair, talking to you guys through the microphone. I have one cool guest for you guys this week. He's not a fighter. He's a young journalist. By young, I mean he's freaking 15 years old. The kid cannot legally do anything other than sit in his room, play video games, and write on the internet. He is Nick Baldwin, and he'll be joining me in a little bit. It is fight week. UFC Fight Night 77 goes down on Saturday from Brazil. The main event is middleweights Vitor Belfort versus Dan Henderson in a trilogy fight. The co-main event is Glover Teixeira versus Patrick Cummins. And the fight I'm looking forward to the most, Thomas Almeida versus Anthony Burchak in a bantamweight tussle. Six-fight main card on Fox Sports 1. Preliminary card also airs on Fox Sports 1 with four killer fights. And then a three-fight UFC fight press preliminary card. Friday night, we have Bellator 145 Vengeance. It's one of their tentpole events. They're bringing big things to this one. Patricio Pitbull Freire takes on Jan- Daniel Strauss in the main event. Will Brooks takes on Marcin Held in the co-main event. Emmanuel Sanchez versus Justin Lawrence. Now, this one was a switch-up, as you heard on last week's episode. Justin was supposed to take on Curran in this fight, which could have been a number one contender fight. So, depending on how Lawrence does here, we could see him, you know, jump and catapult over... Jeff Curran. Michael Chandler returns to the cage against David Rickles, and I believe kicking off the main card. I could be wrong um, because it could be the featured bout in the preliminary card, but why would they do that when it's heavyweight Bobby Lashley and James Thompson finally rehooking back up? This fight has been a long time coming, and it is finally upon us. Bellator 145 Vengeance goes down Friday evening. From St. Louis, and it is live on Spike. So, without further ado, right now, I would like to get into my first guest and my only guest, Nick the Prodigy Baldwin. So, I figured I would flip the script right now. This guy had me on his show last week, or maybe the week before. I don't even remember when it was, but I'm gonna flip the script. Joining me now is the man who owns MMAJunior.co, and he is the most recent staff member to join the Bloody Elbow team. He's Nick Baldwin. Nick, thanks for joining me, man. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me back on the show. It's all my pleasure, and uh, yeah, thanks. So I figured, as I said, I was going to flip the script, meaning that I'm not just going to talk to you about fights, but I'm going to talk about your background, how you got into this whole thing, and whatnot. Now, I know creating websites was sort of something that you dabbled in before the mixed martial arts scene, so 
talk about that and the progression into MMA Junior. Yeah, so basically I've been doing websites ever since I was nine years old, which is pretty crazy because like when you're nine years old, you're like, like you're just a little kid. And uh, I was on my computer creating websites. And at that time, I uh, you, you can call it a blog about a uh, virtual world, which still exists, but it, I think it's kind of down. It, it's kind of gone down a little bit over the years, but uh, probably people have heard of Club Penguin. So when I was little, I played it constantly. It's basically like I, I, I played it all day and uh, now I do MMA instead. But so I had a blog about that. I basically reported all of the Club Penguin news. So I did that for like a couple of years. That kind of got me into writing. I uh, became good at writing through that. Um, of course, I've improved since then, since I was 10 years old and everything. But <laughs> that also got me into building websites. And uh, back then, I wasn't able to do like uh, self-hosted WordPress websites. I just used Blogger, which was good enough back then. But I've learned a lot since then. But uh, that's what got me started. And then getting into MMA um, I, I know I've told you before, basically, my dad got me into the sport. Um, he's watched it since UFC 1, literally right from the from the beginning. And uh, basically, he just watched and fights. So eventually, I would start watching. I, I gained interest in, in it. And uh, 2013, 2014, um, my knowledge of the sport keeps increasing. It, it's still increasing every day. I keep learning new people, I but there are still a ton of people I have no idea who they are, of course. Um, <laughs> and we bug you about that and, all uh, the time. <laughs> yeah, no no kidding, no kidding. And, uh, yeah, we mentioned the uh, Suck a Staff chat on uh, my show last week, and that's probably one of the main things about that. Make fun of the kid for not knowing who all these old-time fighters are. But, but honestly, I just got into sport with my dad watching it. I gained an interest through that, built a website because I built websites back then when I was nine years old, ten years old, and uh, it's it just my my interest from the sport has just grown from there. So look at this. You're 15 years old now. You've created websites yourself. You've built this thing, MMAJunior.co. As I said, you've moved over to become a staff writer at Bloody Elbow. 15 years old. The kid can't even legally friggin' vote. You can't legally drink. You There's a lot of things you cannot legally do. Heck, in most provinces, you can't even legally drive yet. So just get into your head for me a little bit here and let me know exactly what is going through that thing. I mean, you're at a spot in your mixed martial arts writing career that a lot of guys don't even get to. Yeah, it, it really is insane. And uh, like you mentioned, some guys who are aspiring writers aspiring journalists and whatnot they get pretty far but bloody elbow is honestly like i'm not bragging here but bloody elbow is a fairly large website it's one of the biggest out there they provide some of the best news and everything like that and uh, it, it, it's it's amazing to be writing for them and at my age um it, it's a bit no it's not weird interacting with um adults on the like that that sounds weird that sounds uh, creepy but um <laughs> even even when i was doing that r virtual world thing back when i was little i was interacting with people older than me lots of people doing that were like 14 and 15 years old which is pretty insane because i could never see myself blogging about a kids game now but um i i've always like online i've always talked to 
Um, and now I record with adults. I've been on guys like James Lynch's podcast. I've been on TSN 1290 radio sitting in a studio with three 30-year-olds. Like, it, it, it's weird if, if you don't know this backstory, but it, it's pretty normal now. And uh, But back to the bloody elbow where I've, where I've gotten to and everything so quickly, I find it just insane how quick um, everything has gone. Like, I just got into MMA writing January 2014. People have been doing this for, like, five years and are still on a fairly small website. So it's it's pretty insane, but um, it, it's... It's amazing, really. Now, yeah, it is because, you know, a lot of people look at it and, and people could be jealous with, with where you're at. Has there, has there been any of that or has the, the outcry towards you posting that, that you're the new staff writer, you're joining Bloody Elbow, been fairly supportive? Oh, it, it's been 100% supportive. Um, I, I haven't really received any people saying I haven't received any comments saying, yeah, I, I wish I was like, like being jealous and whatnot. Uh, I don't think really any of that. And uh, I don't block any really anybody at all. So there's <laughs> no one behind the scenes that I can't see saying Nick Baldwin, you suck. But, uh, but no, it's, it's all been positive. It's all been supportive and uh, which I appreciate, obviously. How much can you you give credit to to where you've been? Like, I mean, MMAJunior.co has has given you the grounds to write what you've needed to write to get to where you're at today. MMAsucka.com has given you that platform as well. Um, there's been guys, as we said, on the group chat that have, have given you feedback, not just negative feedback with, with, you know, razzing you about your age and not knowing fighters and, you know, calling you two years old and whatnot, but... Those two sites and the guys behind the scenes have obviously molded you a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, it, thank God. I, I don't know if I've ever told you this. I probably have because we obviously chat on Facebook a fair bit and everything. But um, my website, it, it wasn't originally called MMA Junior. At first, um, it, it was called UFC Junior. And the domain was UFCJR.com. And... I was 13 years old, receiving season desist from the UFC. So I had to change that. I had to change the domain UFC Junior. So I kind of just scrapped that whole thing, changed it to MMA Junior pretty quickly. And I think I was late changing it. They said they could have fined me by April 3rd or whatever. I changed it by like midway through April. But uh, no legal action was taken against a 13-year-old, which was uh, which was nice, of course. <laughs> that would have been terrible. But... um. I think I, I'm glad that I changed it quick because I like my website got a lot bigger when I changed it. Like I don't know if people know that oh I had UFC in the domain, so they're not gonna talk to me, they're not gonna visit my website, they're not gonna do anything because they know it's against UFC's policies and all that. But it seemed that way to me because once I changed it, instantly I gained more like following and everything, which was pretty weird to me, but I don't know if that made the difference, maybe, but, um, and then, so, so that got me started. Then I joined MMA Sucker not too long after that. Um, I, I joined it end of jo July of uh, last year, been still writing for you guys, of course. And uh, so it's been over a year and, uh, it, it's really, MMA Sucker has also really helped me, uh, gain a bit of a following people. Not, like, I'm not, I'm not saying I have tens of thousands of followers, but people, some people know who I am. I have a, like a good amount of followers on Twitter. 
Um, I'm writing bigger pieces. My pieces are getting out a bit more. People are actually reading them. Uh, one piece I was proud of was the that uh, Canadian article with uh, Ro- Roland Delorme of uh, Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. He helped me with that a little bit. I know you remember that. And uh, front page on the UG Underground. So I was uh, proud about that one. But there's been a few that I've done on MMA Soccer that have been really cool. And uh, But yeah, it's definitely... Uh, MMA Saka and of course my website that really got me started for sure. Yeah, now what what's gonna happen? Uh, obviously, Bloody Elbow is a, is a big platform and and it's gonna take up some of your time. So plans going forward, not necessarily with MMA Saka, but with MMAJunior.co. Do you have a plan going forward? Are you? I, I don't want you let you to let the cat out of the bag at all. Whether you're gonna be shutting it down, whether you're not, what the plan is, but do you have a plan? I don't have a plan this second. Right now, I'm going to keep MMA Junior. I'm going to keep writing on it. Um, I'm going to keep writing on MMASucker.com, of course, like I've told you um, not too long ago and everything like that. But um, I definitely think writing on both my website and on MMASucker, it will kind of decrease a little bit because it, like, this is something I would like to do as a career if I get that chance, if I get that even bigger job or whatever when I'm a bit older, it'd be something I'd like to do as a full-time job, make a living off of it. I don't know if I can because it's pretty hard, especially if I was just to stay in, in the MMA world and everything like that. But um, I definitely, like, at, at this point, since I do want to go on and possibly be, like, a sports journalist when I'm older, I got to focus on, on on writing for websites that'll, that have more viewers, that pay me also, so... I don't know. I'm still writing for both MMA Junior and MMA Saka. The focus right now is Bloody Elbow. Um, but I, I I am considering. I'm not going to say I'm closing it for sure. I'm not going to say I'm not closing it for sure. I am considering leaving MMA Junior. Um, it, 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 if I do, it won't be shut down. Someone will take it over. Um, I know that for a fact. So that's nice to uh, if I do leave, it will be still up. It will still be active as far as I know. So that's nice. But right now I'm not changing anything, but um, the focus will be bloody elbow. Well, it makes complete sense. And and moving forward, as you said, um, Emily, the journalist, sports journalist side of things is, is your career plan. Now, is this something... Obviously, writing for uh, Club Penguin, which or writing about Club Penguin, didn't have you thinking about sports journalism. Was it starting MMA Junior that got your mind la- rattling about that, or, or were, was there stuff prior to that that had your mind going with sports journalism? Like, was it ever something that you thought about as a younger kid? I mean, younger than fifteen. No, I I don't think so. And honestly, it wasn't something that I uh, considered. Really, even when I started MMA Junior at the start, basically MMA Junior, I just kind of started it um, kind of just because, like, obviously with that virtual world blog and everything, I, I enjoyed posting on website. I, I enjoyed reporting news and whatnot. So it, it was definitely an interest, but it definitely wasn't something I wanted to do or really thought I could do or thought I wanted to do um, a, as a job when I'm older. But, uh, and, and it wasn't even when I started MMA Junior. MMA Junior, basically, I just want to kind of give my opinions on some things. And if you look back, it's pretty embarrassing, some of the things I wrote. But, uh, so maybe don't do that. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, 
but it, it was kind of just to give my opinions on some fighters, on some things, and uh, all that stuff. It, it slowly transitioned into more of a, I, I like to call it a professional news website. And, uh, and But yeah, ever since then, ever since I started writing for you guys, of course, um, more people know me, and uh, I think over over the past since the past year it's been kind of something i am hoping i'll be able to do but um it definitely wasn't something i wanted to or could do or thought i could do or whatever like that um right off the bat i have to ask since uh moving progressing the way you have over the past year and especially today like literally today and moving forward wh- what are your parents thoughts i think they're uh Overall, they're supportive of it, but uh, they before I get, I guess now that I'm getting paid, they can't completely uh, complain. But um, before they were like, "You spend a whole lot of time on your website, on other things like that," and I'm like, "Well, yeah, but eventually it could transition into career. So if it does, then it'll all pay off." But um, I, I do spend a fair bit of time on it. I, I do my podcast every week. Um, I write on my website every day. I write on MMA Sucker as much as possible. Now I'm writing on Bloody Elbow as much as possible. Um, so I'm doing a lot in the MMA world, but uh, hopefully it'll get me places. And overall, my parents are supportive of it. And uh, yeah. I guess now that you're getting paid, your dad's going to make you ha- buy the pay-per-views, eh? I hope not. May- maybe 50% at the most. At the <laughs> most. Fair enough. Now, Bloody Elbow is, is, as you said, a big platform. What are you looking forward to most about getting your work out there on, on something like that? I mean, MMA Junior and MMA Sucker are two sites that, that are getting your, your word out there, but neither of them have, have the notoriety that Bloody Elbow does, and, and that's not taking anything away from the two of us. Um, we don't have, we're not a comment and community-based site like Bloody Elbow and the SB Nation sites are. And, and there's a lot of sites out there that are, are really, really big, and they're not community-based as well. If you know what I mean, like comments, forums, whatnot, fan posts, and SB Nation is really known for that. So I, I looked at your first post, and, and literally right when you posted the link and, and you showed me what, what it was, there were already like 40 comments on it. So that's got to be something that's cool, but in, in your mind, what's something that you're going to be looking forward to with Bloody Elbow going forward? Honestly, one big thing is exactly what you said, just getting my work out there even more, even more than it was on MMA Saka and uh, MMA Junior. And like you said, not taking anything away from uh, both our websites and everything. They're both great websites, but a Bloody Elbow is it's just honestly on a different level. So I will get my work out there a lot more. I will get seen a lot more. And that's something as a 15-year-old aspiring journalist, that that's crucial for someone's upcoming career to get your name out like getting paid at 15 yes that'll be nice but that's not something crucial for a 15 year old something crucial for a guy that is 15 that wants to make a career out of this is getting your name out there so that's something i'm definitely looking forward to um honestly just working with a great staff uh list and whatnot is going to be cool they have a ton of a ton of great editors writers and whatnot um and it's a it's a good time they and 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 What's the word they have? Uh, they're very organized in the sense how they 
organized posts and everything. So basically, I just like say, you want me to post this? They're like, yeah, and I do so. So it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool environment. But ultimately, it, it's just going to be nice to get uh, seen a bit more, get my work out there. And uh, yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Now, you say an MMA journalist might not be the way to go in the long run, but you got to think about we are still in the infancy of this sport. You could still make a fair bit of change as an MMA journalist, especially at the fact that you're only 15 years old. When you get up into the mid-20s and whatnot, a lot of these older fellas aren't going to be in the game anymore, or they might be writing from their uh, bed because they're bedridden at the time. So you do have that future ahead of you, and and it could be full-time in MMA, which is pretty damn cool. For sure. The thing is, like you said, people will be retiring. It's not like big journalists right now are going to be around forever. Um, but also, MMA, like you said, is still a young sport. Where MMA is only UFC has only been around for twenty two years older for twenty two years or so. Um, you look at other sports; they've been around for so long, so much longer, of course. Um, in seven years, who the heck knows where MMA and the UFC will be at? Maybe it'll decline. I kind of doubt it. Maybe it won't be very much bigger, but it could be. It could be mainstream in seven years. Who the heck knows what the sport, what the promotion will be like in seven years. And in seven years, I'll be 22 years old, which (laughs) is crazy. So, which is still very, very young. Exactly. I still, even at 22, I still have time um, getting up there for a career and everything, but I still have a bit of time when I'm that age if like MMA doesn't work out or whatever. Um, But I'll still be young in seven years or eight years or whatever. And MMA, the landscape of MMA and the UFC could be completely different in 10 years. We really don't know that. Right now, the UFC is not mainstream. We all know that. But that that's right now that's when i'm 15 years old that's when i'm still in 10th grade going to high school <laughs> um mma and ufc could be completely different like i said in a handful of years that is correct so right now obviously congratulations to you on the big gig with bloody elbow but let's Appreciate move forward that. to this weekend we got ufc fight night 77 going down from brazil a couple of trt junkies in the main event but let's uh, swing through the rest of the card Prior to that, I'm not going to go over the Fight Pass card, but we will talk about the preliminary card on Fox Sports 1, which is stacked with four awesome preliminary fights. Kicking things off, featherweights, Kevin Souza versus Chaz Skelly. What are your thoughts on this fight? I think it's a pretty fun fight to kick off the Fox Sports 1 portion of the card. It's a hell of a fight, actually. I'm a big fan of both fighters. They're both going they're both gonna do big things in the featherweight division. I'm pretty confident in that. Uh Chas Kelly, um, this guy is a legit fighter. He does not quit and uh, he has a pretty strange style that's it, it's hard to beat him, and that's why he only has one loss. On the other hand, Kevin Souza has some of the most dangerous striking in the featherweight division. And yes, maybe he's not well-developed on the ground and whatnot, but um, this guy, I think he knocked out. And when I saw that he was the underdog, slightly though, I was really surprised by that. I thought Chaskelly was going to be a pretty big um, underdog here. Um, I'm pretty confident in Souza to get the job done here. I think he finishes Skelly. And, uh, but I, I'm, I like Kevin Souza 
a lot um, as a fighter. I think big things await him in the 145-pound division. I think his striking will be on point for this fight. I don't think Skelly will be, will be able to grind him out, win a decision, maybe win a submission um, victory. I think Souza keeps it standing and gets the TQ win. Next up, another featherweight matchup, Clay Guida. The Carpenter takes on Tiago Tavares, two veterans of the sport coming into the octagon in this one. Now, I know Mike Skite in our group chat is is big on uh, Clay Guida in this one, which I was quite surprised about because uh, I think Tiago Tavares has what it takes to, to finish this fight against Guida unless, you know, Clay does what he does best and that's take him down and smother him. Uh, who do you like in this fight? I've been going back and forth in this one. I was a lot higher on Thiago Tavares um, than I, like, not too long ago than I was now. Um, it it kind of w- woke me up when he lost to Brian Ortega. And Brian Ortega, he is one of the biggest prospects in the featherweight division, no doubt about that. But um, I just, like, even after that fight, it was a fantastic fight, too, very close. I just am not as high on Tavares as I was. Um, I was picking... Tavares against Nick Lentz when they were supposed to fight back in, I I believe 2014 might have been early this year. Um, Tavares, I, I don't know if he's going to be able to get past Guida here. Guida is a guy that you got to beat him to be one of the best in the featherweight division. He's kind of like a gatekeeper at this point in his career. He's slowly declining, but he did come off a big win over Robbie Peralta back in April. Um, he's coming into this bout on momentum, and I kind of w- sh- I, w- I want to mention this is a bit of an odd matchup in my opinion, um, with Tavares coming off that loss, and Guida coming off that win. Like honestly, it should have been something like Guida Ortega if they're gonna do a Guida versus that uh, matchup and that winner. But uh, they decided to go with the rare winner versus loser, which I'm all right because I do think it's a close matchup. But I do think Guida would be able to take him down, keep him down and to grind out a decision win. Yan Cabral versus Johnny Case is uh, up next, lightweight matchup. Uh, Johnny Case is a guy that very outspoken in the weeks coming up to this fight um, against the UFC. I was quite surprised with this, especially since he has a fight coming up. Um, what were your thoughts on this, and, and do you think him talking out like that will affect his uh, in-cage performance? I, I didn't pay a ton of attention to what he said. I know he said the UFC is two-faced and kind of just promotes for the fans by... And he, he gave an example by saying Paige Van Zandt staged Northcutt on the main card of a fight pass card. It, it's obvious that they're kind of branding those two together. They're the uh, two blonde, young fighters that could do big, big things in the future. Um, it makes sense as a business standpoint, but I guess Case is out there kind of saying, look, I'm a good fighter. Sage Northcutt is 1-0. He, he has one win over uh, Francisco Trevino, who just got cut, of course. And uh, Case is kind of just saying, I should be like on the main card. And he's not specifically saying that, but I, I think that's kind of what he's meaning. He's just talking a bit bad to the UFC for promoting too much for the fans and not, not for the talent. But um, I don't think he's going to get cut or anything like that. But it was a bit risky for him, considering the UFC will cut guys um, for speaking out of them. Of course, we've seen that in the past multiple on multiple occasions. But um, I don't think he'll get cut. The fight will still go on. And uh, I think Johnny Case gets it done, actually. Jan Kerbal has been out for a little while. I can't remember when he last fought, but... Yeah, he's been out for a really long time. Um, it all depends is 
Will Cabral be able to get him down and keep him down and get up, get a submission? Maybe. Will Case be able to keep it on the feet and lock up a TKO win? I, I, I think so. That's what I'm going, but it really could go either way. But if I have to pick, I'm going Hollywood by TKO. Yeah, I'm picking Case as well. He's got a hell of a camp behind him with two other guys who are fighting on Friday night for Bellator. Um in my guest from last week, Justin Lawrence and, and Michael Chandler. So that camp, three guys going into a weekend with fights together, um, has to do something for you. So I'm picking Johnny Case in this one as well. Now the featured fight, Fox Sports 1 preliminary card, another lightweight matchup. Interesting. Two featherweight fights, two lightweight fights. We've got Glayson Tebow versus Abel Trujillo. I know you chat with Abel uh, earlier this week, and, and you're pretty high on him for this fight. So... Just let me know how you feel about this bout and obviously how you think Abel will finish it. Um, I, I wouldn't say I'm very high on him. I think it's a relatively close fight. I am picking him to win. Um, but definitely Gleason Tebow, he is a veteran of the sport. He's so good at grinding out guys. And Abel Trujillo, uh, like I, yes, I interviewed him. I like him as a fighter, but he's not... Uh, like an, an elite lightweight fighter and he might be just um he, he might not be at the level to be able to withstand T-Bow trying to grind him out and he might get grinded out by glazing T-Bow but I think T-Bow is on his way out a little bit and what's shocking I looked up today and they're both the same age which was insane to me T-Bow's only 32 he seems like he's about 40 in fight years where Trujillo he has 19 fights so he really doesn't seem 32 either. Um, Trujillo, he's worked on his conditioning a lot in this camp. He uh, didn't spar whatsoever for that Tony Ferguson fight, and he sparred a ton for this one. So that really is interesting to me. He basically said he got the conditioning in his last camp, but he gassed out because he didn't get that sparring conditioning. This time, he did. So I think that could be a difference in that fight. Um, I'll take his word for it. He, his cardio might be a bit better, and I'd like him to probably to knock out Gleason Tebow, actually. You heard it here. Now, Fox Sports 1 main card, six fights on this uh, fight card. We got light heavyweights Fabio Maldonado and Corey Anderson kicking things off. Now, this one boggles my mind a little bit with the way the betting odds are being played in this. Corey Anderson, a huge favorite. Like, not even giving Fabio Maldonado a chance in this one from the way the odds breakers are having it set. Uh, What are your thoughts on, on that with the odds, and who do you have to win this fight? Um, odds should be a lot closer. I do favor Corey Anderson to win this fight, though. I think he's definitely a lot fresher than Fabio. Um, he he's a hell of a lot younger. He's twenty six. Fabio, I want to say, is thirty five ish. Um, I think that's going to be a factor. Corey Anderson. Both these guys do well late. Like they're they're kind of slow starters in a way, and then they perform well late, either getting like a finish win late third round or whatever. Um, or they are able to win second and third round and take home that decision. Um, I think Anderson will be able to grind out this fight. Uh, Maldonado really doesn't have a whole lot off his back. Um, And I think that's probably where he'll be for the majority of this fight. I think Corey Anderson will be able to take him down repetitively. This will be a lot in the clinch. I don't think it'll be really exciting. Um, But I do think Beeson 25-8 can get the job done. What a friggin' shitty nickname. (laughs) 
<laughs> exactly, yeah. That's why I always say it, to make fun of it. <laughs> now, with it being a six-fight main card, I'm not going to go over every single fight. I'm not going to ask you about all of them. I'll ask you about what your favorite fight on the entire card is a little later, but let's move right on up to the third fight from the main card, Bantamweight's Thomas Almeida versus Anthony Burchak. Easily my favorite fight on the card. Um, Almeida seems like a guy to me that cannot be beaten by anyone outside of the top 10. He is easily the future of the bantamweight division. Not a blemish on his record at 20-0. and 0. Uh, Do you see Anthony Burchak being the guy to halt uh, Thomas Almeida's record? I think Anthony Burchak is in a long night um, come Saturday night. Thomas Almeida is... He's not on championship level, far from it, but he's getting closer each and every fight, each and every outing. Um, I, I think he's one of the best bandweights. Um, like I said, not championship level, but I think he's definitely top 10 caliber, pretty damn close to top 5 caliber, considering some of the guys you have in the bandweight division. Take him in Zugaki, he's ranked, I want to say, number 7, number 8. Almeida, I think, beats him pretty easily. Um, there, there's many guys in the in the higher... Uh, portion of the bandweight division that Almeida beats. Anthony Burchak, I'm not 100% sold on him. If he gets through Almeida and wins impressively, or even just wins and it gives Almeida the, the first loss of his career, I'll be impressed. I'll be sold on El Toro. But as of now, I'm not quite sold. Joe Soto, yeah, he gave TJ Dillashaw a bit of a fight and then gets knocked out by Burchak in the first round. But really, MMA math doesn't work. I don't really take anything away from that. Um, Burchak got caught in his UFC debut, uh, leg lock to Ian Entwistle. You can't, I I think Burchak wins that fight most times out of 10. But uh, even still, he has that loss on his record. Thomas Almeida simply is just on a different level. I think um, Burchak, if he can capitalize early, I think he may be able to finish Almeida because Almeida, he got dropped by Brad Pickett twice. And a Burchak has improving striking and uh, or he'll be able to grind Almeida out and take a decision. I definitely could see it happening, but I do got to go with the Brazilian in Brazil. 20-0 Brazilian in Brazil, Thomas Almeida, to get the job done by TKO. Co-main event, former UFC title challenger Glover Teixeira takes on... The barista, Patrick Cummins, uh, is Glover Teixeira going to be too much for Cummins? Or, or do you think Patrick has uh, what it takes to finish Teixeira or grind out a decision? Because his wrestling is definitely on point. But will he be able to put up with uh, the intensity that Glover brings to the cage? I'm actually really surprised that Patrick Cummins is uh, getting picked by a lot of people. Basically, people are saying... Glover Teixeira, he got completely dominated by Phil Davis because of Davis's rec- uh, wrestling. But that is Phil Davis. Patrick Cummins, he had good wrestling. I don't think it's on the level of Phil Davis's, though. Uh, Glover Teixeira, I think uh, I think he knocked Patrick Cummins out, actually. I was really high on Cummins. Of course, you can't blame him for getting knocked out to the current champion, Daniel Cormier, on like a couple of days' notice. Um, so that was kind of like his, his one fight where it's like, yeah, you can get knocked out by Daniel Cormier, but now you got to do all right. But then he gets knocked out by OSP, who who is an upcoming guy, but he's had a fair number of setbacks. Um, so slow, slowly, I'm just kind of like, maybe Patrick Cummins isn't as legit as I thought he could have been. And uh, 
Lost people are not high at all on Glover. Just kind of two losses to John Jones, then loses badly to Phil Davis. Then he comes in against OSP, like I mentioned, and uh, submits him, I want to say, in the third round. Very impressive showing from the Brazilian there. Um, Cummins, to me, has a bit of a suspect chin. He he got knocked out pretty damn easily against Ovin St. Prue. Um, so that shows me that maybe his chin isn't fantastic, even though he doesn't have a ton of experience. Glover Teixeira has a ton of punching power for the light heavyweight division. Maybe not rumble power, but um, he still has a lot of power. I think he gets a job done pretty early, actually, by TKO, I would say, in the first round. All right, main event, as I said, the TR former TRT junkies, Vitor Belfort, Dan Henderson. These two brought it to the cage twice before, had two fantastic outings, and uh, are bringing it to the cage for a third time. The two middle-aged men, one over middle-aged, the other around middle-aged, with no TRT. Are you expecting big things out of this main event, or do you think it could go down as a very, very boring, dry... Um, unsaturated Brazilian main event that gets overshadowed by the Thomas Almeida and Anthony Burchak fight. <laughs> I actually don't think so. I honestly am excited for this fight simply because how can you not be excited to see Dan Henderson fight at uh, 45 years old? Um, the fact that he's still fighting, the fact that he still has gas in the tank, at least a little bit gas of gas in the tank is amazing to me. I, I just can't believe mo- almost everyone that fights would be retired by 45. Like, it, 35 is old as a UFC fighter. Um, Dan Hendo Henderson is 45 years old, which, first off, is just really amazing to me. But Vitor Belfort, I got a lot to say about Mr. The Phenom here. Like, there's a ton of controversy surrounding him coming into this matchup, so... I don't. I I really don't know who's gonna win this fight. The thing is, Vitor Belfort off of TRT does not look like the same fighter. We know that. We saw that that against Chris Weidman, and uh, who brutally destroyed Vitor Belfort in the first round. And there's no shame in losing to Chris Weidman. He's the middleweight champion, of course. But Vitor Belfort, in his prime, he should have given Weidman a fight for sure. Um, Clearly, Vitor Belfort not the same fighter as he was in 2013 because simply he's not using TRT and uh, any other steroids. Um, some other controversy, not really controversy, but he just pretty recently left the Black Zillions and he's supposedly training at his own gym. But with who? He was training with the likes of Rumble Johnson, Rashad Evans, and many more top fighters at the Black Zillions in Boca Raton, Bro- Boca Raton Florida, um, and now he's training basically out of his garage. Apparently, he has his gym, but honestly, who is he training with? His, his parents, his his kids, his friends, his personal friends. I don't really get like get why some fighters leave big gyms like that to go train by themselves. Essentially, I don't think it will work out for him. Really, then it, then again, Glover did that and looked amazing in his last fight. So. Maybe it'll maybe it'll work for him, but I can't can't count on that. Um, another thing, the whole the MMA hour situation supposed to be on Ariel Helwani's the MMA hour not too long ago um, to talk about the fight and also about that recent article about the uh, controversial drug test back in 2012 when he fought John Jones. 
not going to get into that, but uh, check out check that article out if you haven't. But um, I don't know. Honestly, I there there's just so much surrounding him outside the cage that I don't know if he's gonna he's focused on this fight completely, completely. Um, I think these three things will serve as distractions. And Dan Hendo Henderson, it's not like he's being distracted by by a controversial drug test by leaving his gym and, and etc. But Vitor Belfort, I, I don't, I really don't know who's gonna win this fight. Even though all I've like all this bad stuff, controversial stuff I've said about Vitor Belfort, I am picking him in this fight to probably knock out Dan Henderson. But boy, would I love to see an H-bomb get landed in this matchup. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a tough time calling this fight as well. And leading into this um, discussion, I, I said, you know, it could be boring. These guys are, you know, post-TRT. By no means does that mean I'm not excited by this fight. I, I think it's a great fight. I'm very excited to see it. I do not want to see it go five rounds by any means, though. That's not something that I would no. like to see. I, I, th- I think it... I think it's going to be ended probably in the first or at the latest, the second. I can't see this fight leaving the uh, second round without someone on the floor unconscious. Um, that could be Dan Henderson. That could be Vitor Belfort. Who really knows? This is a very close fight. There's many factors in this, into this fight against Vitor Belfort. Then you have Dan Henderson, 45 years old. I really don't think he has a lot left in the tank. He's coming off that knockout winner with Tim Bosch, but Tim Bosch is not... A fantastic fighter by any means. He he gets knocked out by guys like Gegard Mousasi because Mousasi is a legit middleweight fighter. Uh, Vitor Belfort, even off steroids, even off all this stuff, even with this controversy and all these problems, is more of an elite fighter than Dan Henderson. That that's really that that's really it, and that's why I think Belfort gets the job done. All right, Nick. We spent almost forty minutes chatting here. A little too much time. For probably some of my listeners liking, you are the lone guest on the show. So without further ado, why don't you just let the people know where they can get a hold of you in the social media universe. Obviously, we chat about the websites that you're doing writing for, but the floor is yours to let people know where the hell they can find you. For sure. So on Twitter, you can follow me at NickUFC. Uh, Check out my work. On three websites, you have bloodyelbow.com, of course, mmasucker.com, and my website, mmajr.co. Um, I have a bit coming out, I, I, I think today, because this will be posted on Thursday. So I, up right now will be an interview piece with Abel Trujillo, basically talking about the long layoff. He basically told me he, he was depressed during this layoff. Um, he wasn't really training, but now he's back in action, uh, taking on Gleason T-Bow like we mentioned earlier on, and uh, it's going to be an interesting fight. So I have that out. I've, I'm just chugging away, kind of posting news and whatnot on all three websites, and uh, not much specifically coming out. I'll be doing two recaps after these fights on Saturday night for, for bloodyelbow.com, so check that out. Um, and uh, that's about it. So uh, Thanks for having me on once again, Jeremy. For sure, man. Thanks for coming on, and and definitely good luck in the future and and whatever that brings to you, man, because, you know, the future is definitely bright for a 15-year-old who has all that you have going on right now, man. Appreciate it. That was Nick Baldwin, MMAJunior.co, also now on BloodyElbow.com. Go figure. This kid is 15 years old. 
and it only holds the future for him. It's absolutely insane where he has gotten. So that does it for this week's episode of Sucker Radio here on MMASucker.com and last word on Sparts.com. I'd like to thank my sponsors, ProAmBelts.com, for all your championship belt needs. If you're into sensory deprivation tanks and you would like to check out um, floating, you probably know what it is because I'm sure you've heard about it on the Joe Rogan experience, check out FloatHouse.ca for all that sensory deprivation tank stuff. Unique kennels, these guys have been breeding bulldogs, beautiful bulldogs, for the past 30 years. Check them out on Twitter at UniqueKennels71. These guys have the goods, so make sure you check them out. And as always, for all your Brazilian jiu-jitsu needs, check out bckimonos.ca and they will hook you up. Now as always, check out MMA Sucka on Twitter, at MMA Sucka. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash MMA Sucka. And follow me on Twitter, at JeremyBrand604. I have nothing else for you guys right now, so with that, I am out. It's the radio, it's the, it's the radio, sucker, sucker radio. It's the radio, it's the, it's the radio, sucker, sucker radio. It's the radio, it's the, it's the radio, sucker, sucker radio. Come and listen, it's about that time. Yes, download the show where you can stream online. It's the radio, it's the, it's the radio, sucker, sucker radio. It's the radio, it's the, it's the radio, sucker, sucker radio. It's the radio, it's the, it's the radio, sucker, sucker radio. Come and listen, it's about that time. Yes, download the show or you can stream online. Out.